Atheist Nomads episode 200. Woo! Woo! Yeah! The podcast you're about yeah! to listen to includes cursing and talking about hoo haws. Please be advised. Yeah. Welcome to the <laughs> 200th episode of Atheist Nomads. We are recording this live. And uh, it's a lot of fun. We're hitting the five year mark, 200 episodes down. I am Dustin. Joining me here in the studio is Lauren. Me! And as always, we have Wesley, and Wesley, introduce who's with you. Hello, everybody. Well, we have the lovely Sam Mulvey to my side over here. Hello. And then we have the extremely smart and awesome teacher, Becky Friedman, over here. Not as lovely, but quite awesome. <laughs> I think I'm lovely and Sam's smart. I know. When he said lovely, I thought he was going to say you, but he said Sam. I'm uh, like, oh, okay. Yeah. We're going that Switching way. Switching it up. It's it's turnabout. It's, yeah. a, it's a comedy it's fa- thing. It's fair play. Yeah. <laughs> so, fair. so, hola, Becky. Buenas tardes. Yo Hi. soy la mujer. <laughs> I, I actually do speak English as well. Yes. <laughs> but if you want me to Her do... Her appearance like, is on the Ask an Atheist to a contrary. Yeah. <laughs> if you want me to do like a segment in Espanol, uh, yo soy su mujer. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yes. we'll go ahead and pass on that. Um, we are... Yeah, so we're live. We we're have racist. one viewer. And those of you listening to the podcast later, um, the live stream is going to be split into two parts, episode 200 and 201, since we are going for 200 minutes that is three no. hours and twenty minutes. It is ridiculous. Yeah, was, sorry about that. Yeah, you might have want to. You might have warned me about that one, man. Oh, you missed <laughs> no, that detail. I, I told Becky, <laughs> and I told him in Spanish, so it didn't count. Okay. <laughs> oh man! If you want to s- get in touch with us while we're live, uh, you can message us on YouTube. We might see that, uh, but more likely, uh, go with Twitter or on the page on facebook so facebook.com slash atheist nomads or tweet us at atheist nomads he's got a whole command center here i mean it's he's got monitors all over so he's (laughs) he's watching the internets and and sam since you you have admitted to not knowing how to twitter um i'll give you a little primer twitter is a service tweeting is the the verb okay so you tweet on twitter then what are twits those are people. Yeah, those are people. They're well. It's a good rolled doll short story. I'm just keeping with. I I like my usage of it because it makes me sound like an 85 year old man, and that's the voice I usually go for on the show. <laughs> Get off my lawn! So what the what the? There's some. The dog is concerned. Microphone adjustments and well, concerned falling, small. And my boobs are. Oh. My I'm up here. <laughs> microphone. <laughs> God and yes, the dog is concerned. All right, so one little... Uh, do you have a couple... Okay, Rocco, move. <laughs> yeah, I gotta take a picture. This is why we keep our cats downstairs and locked away during oh. podcasting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't prevent them from screaming loud enough to get into the mic. Yes, now. and dogs bark. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, they bark. Yeah. So our first episode was May 23, 2012. Holy shit. We recorded wow. it about a week before that, but that was the date that it went live. And today is May 20, 2017. Ah, fuck. I feel old. It's crazy. It is so crazy to think about what's changed in that time period. Best years of your life right there. I I was working in management at a shitty job that I absolutely hated and single. Um... 
Wesley became single after we started the show. Yeah, and that was a bad situation. We mm-hmm. both found awesome, wonderful partners. Yeah. Woo! We I got, will not talk about she who will not be mentioned. I got married. <laughs> got a girl knocked you up. Met, I think you guys met we're pregnant. Carolyn once or twice. I don't think I did. The blonde kind of, yeah. yeah. The, the she who shall not be mentioned that you are now mentioning? Mm. Let's fact, let's mention the... You can't not the... talk about her now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, to five years. Cheers. Cheers. Wee! Salud. And yes, I, I should have learned my lesson with the 12 hour live stream we did for Light the Night about oh, not yeah. drinking liquor. <laughs> what are you doing? And here I'm starting with about two fingers oh of scotch. My God. There you go. <laughs> and good start. I, have, I have a cooler of beer at my feet. You were so much better when you were drunk, though. Well, and we're only doing 200 minutes. Mm-hmm. So if I get completely tanked, it's fine. I'm adding a sure. photo on our yeah, Facebook sure. feed. There's a difference between uh, uh, 12 hours and, and there's a difference between three hours, 12 hours, and 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. what happened with the 12 hours Sanity. was I got drunk and then I sobered up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was bad. Was too yeah. Long. And then I was just yeah. tired. Was, wasn't pretty. Wasn't pretty. Yeah. You can see the hangover coming from right about here. <laughs> Oh, that's a screwdriver between your eyes. Like a bird heading for the window. Yeah. Like, no, don't. Yeah. But yeah, it's this has been awesome uh, doing this show. And uh, yeah, Sam, I've definitely been uh, happy to be able to call you a friend of the show. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Not, uh, not only. <laughs> not only uh, uh, are we are we keeping the the Northwest outpost for atheism going, mm-hmm. but. Uh, we also have a, a similar a similar interests in tax. So yeah. when I got the problems, I got somebody to call, and that's that's pretty cool. And if I want to find out a really awesome, super geeky, amazing way to do something that is overly complicated, <laughs> I know who to call. <laughs> oh. it's kind of like our life uh, in this studio, right? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I was gonna say, just look around you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look around. What, the bomb, bomb shelter? Yeah, oh. it was cool. you called it a bomb shelter a few minutes ago. Yeah, I, I was yeah. thinking is, uh, um, I, what I should do is I should make prints of like radioactive sim- uh, symbols and stuff, and so you could like <laughs> attach them it to the just, ceiling. It would fit in with all the other propaganda in you the know, bomb if, shelter studio. If yeah. I could get an acoustic, acoustically transparent material that looked like tin cans yes. or mm. jars of urine, <laughs> I could just like cover one wall with that material, and then it really would look like a bomb shelter. Yeah. A photorealistic print on a fabric. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was you... also thinking a um, a wall of photos and uh, articles of like myster- like mysterious murders, all with thread leading to Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> it would be great. Could work. Actually, I need a wall of videos about the Y2K uh, hmm. thing. And I can pretend that I've been here for 17 years. Oh, and, and uh, with, the, with the Sasquatch one, you you definitely need to tie in Ken Ham with that. Yeah. And Ray Comfort. Oh, my God. Well, I don't know about Ray Comfort, but Ken Ham may, in fact... Uh, no, I'm not doing that joke. He looks a little Sasquatch-like. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, he looks uh, a little uh, he's kind of growing into that beard. That beard looks groovy now. Mm-hmm. As he's getting older, that beard's looking pretty stylish. Where before, it looked like he'd rub himself up against a particularly old forest. Yeah. And gotten a lichen infection. But now, <laughs> it's, a lichen now, infection? now it's working. 
Yeah, that's what it, that I like beard faction. was. So, yeah, I like faction. It's a symbiotic, uh, you know, organism that because that's what it is well, in trees. Yeah, that's why he doesn't believe in evolution. He clearly is like some sort of weird mistake of evolution because he's a <laughs> he's a forest man. You know, he is forest man. Da, da, you know, anyway. Well, it's like those those horsehair threadworms that infect, um, you know, uh, 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 like grasshoppers and cockroaches, and then then zombify them yes. and yeah. make them do their bidding. <laughs> you know, it's like the the forest lichens have infected, and at that point, it's not symbiotic anymore. It's pure parasitism. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which is a good description for um, religious nutjobs, right? Yeah. 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 Make make them uh, crawl out to the top of a leaf of grass, and so that you know bigger animals can eat them. Yeah, or the ones that zombify them and the, make the them like ants. jump into water and, oh, and yeah. drown them, so and then, then they and can. Then the parasites exit the body, and it's all really creepy. Looks like uh, the thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I haven't oh, right. heard about these. Let's ones. go ahead. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen any of those dudes go swimming? I mean, seriously, <laughs> I think that it's not a single one. <laughs> if they took a dip in a pool, it would be you know the the the. Infection would I, I don't know I don't know where I'm going with <laughs> this I should have stopped when I said it was parasitism and religion is like parasites. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, I was on uh, Scenic City Skeptics last week. Uh, it was there. Where is the Scenic City? That is uh, Chattanooga. Never heard of that. Is it really scenic? Nickname? I don't. Yeah. I, I don't think of Chattanooga when I think scenic. I'd have to I think see it's... it. <laughs> it it is kind it's of scenic. scenic. I ain't seen it. <laughs> she gets it. They've it's got, got one of those. <laughs> it's, got uh, it's got one. Does it have mountains? The scenic city. That kind of logo. It's kind of got a. It's one of those logos that cities have, or not logos, but like taglines that cities have when they have nothing to really say for them. <laughs> I mean, a few years ago, Bremerton was the. They said the most livable city in the U.S. Well, yeah, but that was like some sort of study done by. Yeah. Biased. People. Yeah, but From they still space. use they still use it. You know, but yeah, scenic city. It's one of those things where the city, you know, is like eh, we got nothing. What are we? Well, we're kind of scenic. Let's go with that. You know, yeah. which makes sense because if there are nice looking places in Chattanooga, then it works. You know what doesn't work? City of Destiny. I know. Right. What the right. hell does that, that mean? Where is that? Yeah. Whatever you're come that's to us. Tacoma like... and die. <laughs> Meet your destiny. Oh my god. Really? Is that <laughs> Tacoma? Terrible. City of Destiny Tacoma. is Tacoma. Yeah. Wow, oh, man. I was thinking they yep. should have gone with a Chattanooga Bang Bang, where cars uh, don't stay on the wrong. It's the Chattanooga Choo Choo. Chattanooga Bang Bang, Chattanooga Bang Bang. No. So it's is Chattanooga the new Detroit? <laughs> they have a train. It's a famous train. A lot of people have trains. Theirs is famous. Yeah. People have trains in their studios, like what Sam has. Their train is the famous Chattanooga Choo Choo. Sam, do not ever get into trains. <laughs> You would lose yourself. Is yeah. Dustin into trains? I'm kind of post-train. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, train well, why recovery? I, just out of just out of curiosity, like n- not model trains or what kind of what do you model what are you trains? About? Yeah, uh, yeah. He's 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 beyond the trains and full on rockets at this if point. If there's if there's well, a hobby cool. that makes you like that like divorces you from the human race, chances are I've dabbled in it. Oh, no. that's true. You're yeah. all into the ham. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And not Chan- the good, delicious are. kind. Well, so no, I like. The, no, no, that ham's good too. Bringing it back around yeah. to scenic city skeptics, I was on episode okay, twenty-one. Okay, he wants to talk about himself, guys. Hold on. I'm wanting no, no. to plug <laughs> them. <laughs> I was it's episode two hundred. This is all about you guys. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I was on their episode twenty-one. It was a, a interview we recorded originally for episode twenty, but they ran out of time. And uh, went into 21. Uh, we talked about uh, my leaving religion 
and uh, how that went with my family. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it sounded really well, interesting while I was passed out in the bedroom. <laughs> not really listening. Well, that, yeah. that's not foreboding or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always fun when you're on one half of the conversation. Mm. Well, yeah. come on. Lauren's sleeping for two now. <laughs> oh, my God. Can I have that on a shirt? <laughs> sleeping for two? Forget the eating for two. Yeah, you're no, just conked out for 12 hours a day. Yeah. Nauseous. I'm too nauseous for that. But, uh, yeah, sleeping for two? Totally. <laughs> Where to work? Take naps. <laughs> And we got an email from Randy today. Randy! Congratulations oh, on your 200th episode. Unfortunately, I'm traveling today. Been with you all since Secular FM days. Love oh, your work yeah. and keep it up. You're a power voice in the fight against stupidity and Trump. Yay. Keep it up. By the way, I'm traveling with a three-week-old baby. This will be your future. LOL. So you Thanks. are... Randy Randy is, shall we say, not sleeping for two. He's negative sleeping for two. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> He's uh he's in uh, the the debit brain, mm-hmm. uh, debit side of things. Yeah, yes. which of course has me kind of rethinking the whole plan I had of when the baby's born, we have a month's worth of episodes stocked up, so I'm not having to record during that time period. So then we're yeah. starting right about the time the hallucinations begin. Yay! Fun. <laughs> it makes for a much more interesting show. <laughs> Yeah. And of course, PodCon came out, and he's all like, oh, I want to go to PodCon. But it's like, seriously, like four days after the due date. December 9 and 10 in Seattle. Yeah. What? Call on Sam. He has a question. Sam. PodCon? Yes. Uh, Hank Green was talking about it from uh, Vlogbrothers, SciShow, and the internet, as he likes to put it. I have a celebrity crush on Hank Green. Yeah. He's Who one of the it? people running it. Who's, I mean, unless it's John Green. Who's so. the fuck? Hank, oh, Hank Green so and John Green. John Green does the more history-oriented things and political-oriented things. Hank Green oh, does the, the science brown-looking guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So dreamy. Crash course. So they're related to no, Tom Green. Brown's hotter. Uh, but that's so because it's, he's into motorcycles and Max. It's okay. them. They've got uh, criminal coming for it. They have uh, the McElroy brothers for my brother, my brother, and me. Um, six or seven other of the top podcasts are all going to be there, and it's a two-day cool. mm. podcast convention in Seattle. Huh. Nice. Get in on that shit. That I was not intending to plug on this. Huh. No, but it's it's good. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. You know, it's all right. We have time. Uh, now that I know about it, like, I don't know, like, I, I, it's like going on work. It's like working for vacation uh, a little bit for me, I guess. But, Write it you off. know, I think. I should. Uh, I, I can't write anything more off. I got like half my house is devoted to this. Um, uh, but uh, certain other podcasts that are produced here should probably go to that, like Radio versus the Martians yeah. or Hands Free Football. As long as we're plugging shit, let's just go whole hog. Oh, That's yeah. true. Don't uh, plug the, the shit studio. that like backs up your GI track. <laughs> This is bad. You gotta be careful because I have so many ways to take that, and I would lose anyway. (laughs) You would lose your shit. (laughs) Actually, Uh, no. Actually, if it's plugged, yeah, yeah. you'd hang on to it. Yeah, I'd need Uh special work to get it removed. Right, right. (sighs) And we got a voicemail today from Jonathan. Oh God, we're just. Hey everybody, is this uh, this is Jonathan in Utah? I'm just telling you that I'm listening so hard right now. <laughs> uh, well, you turned on the dog. <laughs> I agree, Rocco. 
Bucky found that alarming, and then Rocco got alarmed. I think my laugh set him off. Stop. Yeah. I need a shower now. Oh, boy. It was the laugh. Was he alarmed or intrigued? I'm guessing it was coincidental. Probably the neighbors made some noise. I think I laughed funny, and it said, his laugh was so good. Rocco, come here. I love it when people laugh at their own jokes. I also love it when people explain their jokes. It makes the joke Sam better. Sam was thinking oh, of man, getting a love t-shirt it here. for me. Yeah, it says geez. I explain the jokes. Like there's a we, we we've got a whole group of people who just explain jokes at each other. Yep, and it makes me want to die. I It'll came up with Becky. a really good one the other day. Why does the oh? Why does the lock doctor lose his cool at the end of the day? Why? Because he ran out of patience. Can you explain that to me, Lauren? Because patience and patience sound the same. So it's like he's impatient, and he also ran out of customers. <laughs> oh, gotta love the homophones! Yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna stay down here, guys. <laughs> Sam seems to have collapsed and taken up residence on the floor. He's, he's under he the, might have broken his, his hip. I just feel the need to seek my own level, that's all. <laughs> it's, all right. it's a bomb shelter. He needs to get under the desk. Yeah, that's it. He's ducking and covering from the terrible joke bombs. <laughs> from, the bo- from the puns. Oh, yep. man. Uh, uh, highest form of humor right there. All right. Well, just we're going to actually take our first break now, and then let's talk about a little bit of news. Oh, thank God we get breaks. Well, right. there are breaks? Dude, 30 so seconds. So Lauren can nap for two. Right yes. 30 seconds, and up. then I'm planning on probably about five minutes in between the two halves. Okay. Atheist Nomads is proudly brought to you by Archway Hosting. Check out their low-price, full-featured hosting solutions at archwayhosting.com. That's A-R-C-H-W-A-Y hosting.com. Hey, we're also brought to you by listeners just like you. Find out how you can become a patron at patreon.com forward slash Atheist Nomads. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Atheist Nomads. In a new Gallup poll, a record low of 24% of respondents said that the Bible is, quote, the actual word of God and is to be taken literally word for word. A record high 26% said they view the Bible as, quote, a book of fables, legends, history, and moral precepts recorded by man. And the largest group coming in at 47% think it is the inspired word of God. This is the first Uh time ever that more believe the Bible to be a book of fables than the literal word of god all right Hmm. trending my concern with that is that people don't believe the bible is literal word of god but there seems to be evidence that a whole mess of people believe that things are literal and true when they clearly are not or even when they're not so clearly untrue yeah so i'm not too super psyched about that one, but it is interesting and cool, and at least we've we've gotten over the Bible hurdle. I want to get over the uh, fake news hurdle. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I guess the, the question is, what what is the assumption that, you know, we've been using for our Rise of the Nun speech and for stuff like that is a lot of these people are becoming skeptics and stuff like that, a percentage of them, and probably a significant, you know, like maybe on the order of 10 or 20%. Uh, But what are the other, you know, what is it that the other 80% of the population who are saying the Bible is a book of fables, what are they actually believing? And there doesn't seem to be like a huge trend. I mean, you got your people who believe in the secret, 
And you got your people who believe in the flat earth stuff <laughs> and oh, conspiracy stuff and a lot things of new like agey, new wavy yeah. stuff. Well, and, and now that Alex Jones is hot again, you've got a portion of people who think that Christianity is a globalist plot to control the world uh, by using the tides to change your neurological functionality. But uh, please didn't, tell me you, know, you made that but, up. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Oh yeah, I saw. I mean, uh, words. Yeah. Yeah. You just sort of turn off your Broca's area. It's fine. The the part <laughs> um, the, the part that kind of concerns me here with this is twenty six percent they say they believe the Bible is a book of, of fables, legends, and whatnot. That is more people that believe the Bible to at least be the inspired word of God than are Christians, Jews, and Muslims in this country combined. Well, obviously the poll is going to be skewed to Christians, right? I mean, Christians are going to answer yes, It shouldn't and then necessarily answer. be skewed. There's, there's the possibility that there's people that aren't particularly religious, but do say, okay, well, that is inspired by God. I'm just not Christian. Um, there's there's going to be that, that percentage in that population. And speaking as someone that came from a tradition that had the belief that the Bible is inspired by God, even if it's not literally true. Um, there's there's a whole lot of wishy-washy mush kind of uh, embedded in that statement that it's it's inspired by God. Which is why it's especially, such a huge percentage in that poll. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and especially because people's conception of what God means, if if you deem yourself to be religious and God is merely just the divine, the divinity within humanity realizing connecting within itself and that's the thing that inspired these great scriptures then at that point you're not quite an atheist but you're you're about as as you know you believe in as loose a definition of a god than could ever be conceived of by anything from the bible itself okay so that 47 percent number could include people who think that everything is inspired by god Yes, that's kind of what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So there's also somebody here in uh, the atheist community who is a big proponent of Christ as a uh, not as a supernatural force because they're an atheist and they're specifically a monist and don't believe in that stuff. Um, but they do see the the Bible as containing components that have a pretty good blueprint for morality. And I could, you know, we could, I think we've all disagreed all with that one pretty hard. There and going, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was me, sorry. Yeah, sorry. but the fact, but he doesn't believe that uh, the Bible has any spiritual components within it, but he believes that it has value. And I wonder what side of the equation that person would end up being on in a study like this. That's a, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's something I, I, I think about on that card. And it's like, you know, I could debate him on the usefulness of the morality in, in the Bible, um, but that's definitely a step forward from, you know, it is the literal word of God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Well, and it also just kind of goes to show that all of these polls that we think are showing us information aren't necessarily. Right. The the important it, part is the trends, not necessarily the actual numbers in the polls. You also got to take it. You got to take into consideration who's doing the poll and what their bias is. And you know, 
everything can be tweaked a, a, quite a bit, really, just yeah. by the who's who's uh, reviewing. Well, it. that's why every statistician and, and, will refuse to uh, believe a poll. Yeah, it, it, this one's it from. Depends Gallup. on your survey design, what your what your pop, your survey population is, whether it was self selecting, uh, to what degree uh, it was based on you know um, uh, landlines versus cell phones versus people in a mall, and what are the confounding factors? There's of also that's, the troll factor. There is. There's that too. There's all sorts <laughs> As of in things. Me. <laughs> so, and how many people refuse so to that, answer? Right, and but but that but that discerning statistician will take that into account to say, well, what is the reliability or validity of this data, and take that into account when they're sort of analyzing and releasing their numbers as well. All hail the p value. Right? Yeah. yeah, but they never actually <laughs> give that to you unless you go oh, search deep for the like actual raw numbers of the study. It's always these right. like really nice rounded off numbers: twenty six percent, twenty two percent. It's like that's not. That's, you know, 26% plus or minus a factor of blah blah <laughs> they kn- So I tried looking up Monist to make sure I was using it right, and it came back with Monistat. Thanks, Google! <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're Are you using sure you are in the uh... term, the, the, the term of Monist versus dualist, right? Right. Because there is also Monist as a theological term that refused the people to people who believe that God is part, or is... Basically, God is the sum of everything. Right. Well, that's... Uh, so God that would, is energy. Would that not, not be pantheist? Yeah. we te- uh, People generally tend to use pantheist for that, unless pantheist, you're talking universalist. So pantheists believe... Or sorry, Unitarians? Pantheists <laughs> believe that God is in everything. One of the use. Panentheists yeah. believe that God is everything. And then there's monist, if I'm remembering correctly, which kind of believe in a lower level God that is... The sum of everything. So less divine yeah. and is huh. just kind of getting And every word weird. he said is a Wikipedia article of at least 15,000 words. So, <laughs> so a monist yeah. is kind of like Mr. Wednesday from American Gods. I small have, G. I have not yet read or Reference begin watching Try again later. the American Gods series, but I'm really looking forward to entering into that realm. Yes. I think I want to read it before I start watching it. Definitely read M- it. MJ's reading I've never it. Read it. Uh, I think she's well over halfway done, but we're also watching the series as we go along. So her reading is well advanced of what the episodes are, but the show is pretty fucking good. What, one of my friends who, who knows that I'm an atheist and she herself is a, sort of a loosely identified Christian um, said that uh, I, and she knows that I also have a thing for the supernatural series um, <laughs> said that it's like, what do you call it? Becky? Su- when- uh, hunky ghost hunters. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that I have a thing for the hunky ghost hunter series. Um, mm-hmm. And she said that it's, that the book reads like a smart supernatural with less sexism uh, and um, and less hunkiness. Um, she didn't particularly like it, but she read the whole thing and she said Becky would like it. And I was like, okay, what don't you like about the book? So just, then just I can figure out what you don't like about me. Quick little but- fangirl thing here. Did you hear that they're going to do a Scooby Doo supernatural crossover? Uh, oh, no, no, I didn't. No. But I'm totally into that. An animated episode of Supernatural with the Scooby Doo gang. Oh, so I don't know excited. that I want it animated. Well, I how kinda... else would you do that? Uh, the live action CG uh, Scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah, with uh, what's his face as um, Shaggy? No, it's like the movie they did in what was it? 2000? Well, I know when it was. Yeah. It was two thousand two. Couple movies. I, I saw See, it in I, theater I, in I, London. 
I take stri- I take a serious Strange issue with an- anything with Scooby Doo that actually involves the supernatural because the the original cartoon series was all about them showing that it's not supernatural. It is yeah. all skepticism, yeah. and so maybe this will finally be an episode of Supernatural where nothing supernatural happens, and it is literally just a guy in a mask. The the guy in the mask. That the would old, be awesome. You know, old man Tiger. You know, who wants to <laughs> kick them out of the. I don't know. And I would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for those meddlesome kids. Yes. So I'm just verifying <laughs> that I'm taking nasal decongestant here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Get There's it. a reason oh, man. that you're verifying that you're me, taking nasal Gave me a steroid nasal decongestant once. Oh, fun. Oh, man. It was so weird snorting steroids in the morning. Holy it is. crap. Sure. It was like this little 10-second like rush. And then nice. I was back to normal. It was well, basically like pers- to maximize the drugs in our our medicine cabinet. Yeah, the space and the organization of it and things like that. <laughs> so you have nasal con- de- decongestant, which are little red pills. And then you have, what is that stuff called? Pyridium. Pyridium, which are little reddish-orange pills that are right next to each other. And pyridium is to anesthetize the urinary tract when you're having what, urinary yep. discomfort. Yeah. You know, it basically a UTI. Makes look like highlighters. Okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, so one morning, oh God, uh, I, see where this is going. I was, my face was all blocked up and it's like, oh God, I got to do the show. So I just, I'm barely awake. I get up, I pull some, I'm like, all right, red pills, whatever, done. I go upstairs and it's just not working. And you, this is Ask an Atheist. How is everybody? And, um, <laughs> and it's just not working. And then I go downstairs and go to the bathroom. And it's like, fuck, I don't remember being punched in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's really freaky. And, uh, yeah. But it's especially freaky when you don't know what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> I want to try this now. It, yeah. It changes your urine anywhere from brown to red to orange to highlighter yellow. Yeah. And this this had this had kicked in the dick color coming so, out of my uh, <laughs> uh coming out of the, the... So it it's kind of like an iodine. L- look to to your your urine. Yeah, as if you're yeah. peeing iodine. Okay. I'm just embarrassing Becky. This is so. awesome. Uh, yeah. What were we talking about supernatural? Oh, uh, we got a, a tweet from, from uh, Jonathan Ariola. <laughs> okay. Evolution doesn't make mistakes, just monstrosities. Hi, Jonathan. <laughs> just Evolution does make monstrosities. <laughs> and mis- no, technically. What would be the opposite of a monstrosity? A minusculicity? He also sent a picture <laughs> of... Uh-oh. Some very, very dark drink that he is finishing off. It looks like some kind of liqueur with a skull on it. Um, okay. Ooh. Is it pyridium urine? <laughs> no, it's too dark for that. Whoa! <laughs> Sorry. Whoa, out of bounds! <laughs> what buckets? <laughs> oh, wow. Buckets? Uh, I don't see any buckets. Could it be the TP there? Looks are, like a white are, bucket. Are people tweeting about our buckets in our room here? <laughs> in our bomb shelter? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. This is a this is a teacup. I mean, I'm not a bucket. My name's Sam. Yes. Uh, we love you, puffin, bucket. Not a bucket. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to another story. I think we should talk. Ha- have more you about given a bucket. lot of money to Jim Baker lately and gotten large con- con- quantities of food product? Do you know that's what he does oh, like now? Survival no. foods. Jim Baker, remember a crying guy from the eighties? Yeah, really. That's what he does. Is he sells mass quantities of of dehydrated food? That's what he does on uh, his show. Survival food. Yeah, for he, like the second comment or something. Pre- dude, he's a fucking prepper. Yeah, oh. that's what he does. Is he sells prepper food? To so we're preppers. friends now. Yeah, because I'm friends with the preppers. Oh man, Somehow. yeah. You're peripheral to the preppers. We went. No, we're. 
orthogonal, really. We went to Survival <laughs> Con uh, what, last fall. stuff. And so this is a little mini convention in Boise at, at Expo Idaho. And Makes it sense. was Idaho. a mix of yeah. Mormons, okay, lots and lots of Mormons, and a whole lot of alternative medicine. Mm. And very is that Idaho in a nutshell? And a lot of guns. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, no, no. This is Idaho in a nutshell. The guns, Why yes. Am I in a nutshell. The camping stuff, yes. But... And the knives that gl- like shimmer in different colors when you hold them up to the light. Yeah. Oh, Hell pretty. Yeah. yeah. Iridescent yeah. knives. Like dis like disco style or Damascus blade style. Like what kind of shimmer? Probably just the iridescent kind of blue, yellow, green. Yeah, it looks like sort of the sound. Okay, like yeah. oil slick. I- I, I don't. Yep. Okay. I don't think they would have enough money for like good Damascus blades over there. No, but you can like put like a, a you can sh- anodize it weirdly and make yeah. it look like a Damascus yeah. blade. So. Hmm. All right. Don't ask me how I know this. Let's go ahead and move <laughs> on to politics for a little bit. Oh shit. <laughs> yep. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have a metal version of our theme for for politics. <laughs> oh, if you like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go ahead and play it. All right. Here we go. So. Uh, yeah, we're loaded. Yeah! <laughs> Politics! <laughs> President Trump is headed on his first overseas trip and will be addressing a conference in Saudi Arabia that will have leaders and representatives from 50 Muslim-majority countries in attendance. And he will be talking about Islam and terrorism. Pretty much waiting for the assassination. This won't Whoa, go wrong okay. at all. Yeah, I don't, I don't see how this will fail. I have just been paying so much attention to the news. I have watched the more more news in probably the last week than I have in the last two years combined. I think you had it on osmosis style as we slept yeah. on the tablet. <laughs> I just forgot to turn it off, really. To Straight to the vein. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. man. This is going to be so bad. I want to know how many shoes will be thrown at him. You know, because that was a big thing when uh, when Bush had the... The shoe mm-hmm. thrown thrown at. Didn't he have the, the you show your the soles of your shoes? Yeah. And then it's even worse and more disrespectful yeah. if you throw them at <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Now the question is, is Melania gonna cover her head? Because Trump made such a big deal about this. Oh, I don't think she's gonna go. The... Yeah, I don't think she's going. I the, We're I, paying I a million dollars sh- to keep Melania and Trump away from each other so she doesn't have to sleep with her husband or something like that. I, like, it's I like heard a million dollars. She was going with this. I don't know. Yeah, she might. But I, I remember uh, Trump was notorious for uh, tweeting ab- about a Michelle and not covering her head. Yeah, uh, when the Obamas went over there, and yeah, yeah, but they went to they did did they go to Saudi Arabia? Mm-hmm. I thought they went to was, Saudi. I thought they yeah. went to Egypt for. The they went to Saudi happened. Arabia okay. as well. All right. Well, she fine. didn't cover her head so, multiple times. Yeah. yeah. So I just want to know if Melania is going, would she cover her head? And seriously. Because Trump is known for his consistency from year to year tweets. Obviously. I would have to say if the scarf was worth at least 50 grand. Uh, Okay. Studded in diamonds or something. Like really gaudy. Maybe. You know, it it could be part of um, Ivanka's new fashion line, actually. If she she wears it. Yeah, it's anodized with multiple colors. There we go. And made in China. Ivanka Islam. Yeah. Yeah, but the, the part I'm more concerned about is he is really bad about actually keeping with the speech as written, and he the does script. appear to be doing a little better at staying on script. Except for on this Twitter. This is how World War Three will start. But he's, I don't know about that. With all of the things that he said while campaigning about Muslims and the travel bans he has tried twice now to institute, 
Mm-hmm. But how, Saudi Arabia. How is he not going to piss off everyone in the room? It, well, because I don't think the travel ban extended to Saudi Arabia, and Saudi Arabia uh, d- doesn't give a shit about it. They don't, else. but there's right. going to be 50 uh, other countries represented. Including the seven and eight, depending on which one, which travel ban you're looking at. Right. But they're going to be in in Saudi Arabia, and, and re- we have to remember that in Saudi Arabia, you are considered a terrorist if you do anything against the king and doing anything against the state. And so if Saudi Arabia is welcoming Trump... And you are there as a guest in Saudi Arabia and you say something other than the state welcoming Trump is a good thing. You are then considered a terrorist. We can't also forget that right now, right before the trip, Jared Kushner sealed up some major deal with the Saudis for billions of dollars. Um, I I think that that it's a you know, it's a it's a money thing. And um, all of the invited Muslim nations or majority Muslim nations, they're there at the behest of, you know, the the major moneymaker string puller of Saudi Arabia. See, I don't think this starts World War Three. I think World War Three is much more likely to start with Mike Pence because yeah. mm. he'd have to wait for permission from his wife to launch the nukes and, and then we die. Um but <laughs> uh the fact of the matter is if they're you know in cartoons when somebody sees a huge pile of money or an opportunity for money, their eyes turns into dollar signs. Mm-hmm. If there was a if there was a uh, a symbol for that for political power over the United States, that's literally the eyes of everybody in the room when Trump walks in, <laughs> because he's so dupable and he's so I mean he's so transparent in what he's personally is after yeah. that he's really easy to troll. He's really easy to get you know the Russians have mm-hmm. really easy to get information out of him, and so I think people are looking as an opportunity. Like if there's a war, it's going to be a war to get. To get one over on the United States. It's going to be a war of trolling the White House, you know, is what I think it's going World to be. World War Three. I think the most likely scenario for that would be either Trump, North Korea pushes Trump enough for him to actually try to invade, and then we either get war with mm-hmm. China or Russia, or more likely, Russia continues to destabilize our government, and while we're right in the middle of Trump and hopefully Pence's resignation... And have an incredibly weak, either secretary or, or uh, speaker of the house or president pro tem of the senate taking over. That Russia then uses that opportunity when we're at our weakest to invade the Baltics. Yeah, that I don't know that that necessarily launches World War Three, but that's NATO. That is a likely NATO. I am aware. Yeah, but is any does any war between NATO and anyone else? Well, Russia because NATO. Um, does that immediately mean World War Three, or can it be, does, uh, does a NATO conflict actually have to, does it mitigate a world war, or is it something more limited? Now, and in the yeah. case of the Baltics, I don't think it would launch World War Three because I could see a lot of other places saying, I can't keep the fuck out of that, because that's not going to end well. <laughs> but if, if the Latvians and Estonians say, and yes, I'm forgetting one of the three countries... And it is Lithuania. Yes. Uh, if those three all said to Europe, you have to come to our defense, both as EU members and as NATO members, um, either NATO dissolves or we have World War Three. Yeah, I, I, 
I agree with you all the way up to the World War Three part. Huh. Okay. It doesn't necessarily instigate a world war, a world war, especially since the world as we think of it is much bigger now. Do you think Japan's going to get in and going to jump in on this like they did in World War II? If we II? also had war happening in Korea again, if yeah. that started up, see that's North Korea. So we, the next part of the scenario, we're engaged with Russia in Europe, and then North Korea invades South Korea because they don't think we can do anything. And honestly, we couldn't. I don't, well, don't know about tell that. Tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> Crap. So I, I think Japan probably would get involved. I mean, yeah, okay. So North the the, the People's Army is a high level of mobilization, but their logistics are are shit. Yeah. I mean, their logistics are propped up by they aid. They don't know that. So if that aid right. Cover your so ears, they start North Koreans. <laughs> Uh, no, I want <laughs> them to hear this. this. I want them to hear this. Um, so if they start that, how long is that invasion going to last? 10 minutes? 20 minutes? Yeah. The danger there is the ballistic missiles, not the... I yeah. imagine a toddler they can do some damage. Cheese. It's like running yeah. around super hyper and then collapsing. That's the, probably yeah. about yeah. how long. Well, supposedly we do have some uh, missile batteries down in South Korea that are supposed to be able to take out most rockets. Hopefully the, the ICBMs, too. Right. But my point is a Scud doth not make an invasion. Right. And oh, yeah. No. So, I mean, what you would see yeah. is a, just a general destabilization. And, and a it, Scud would only be aimed south anyways. And, and so it might be maybe a phony world Honestly, if I'm going to make a Honestly, I, I would suspect if North Korea invaded South Korea, China would stop them. That would be nice. China doesn't want Asia to be destabled because that's bad for business. And yeah. right now, China is basically a giant corporation. Yeah, they just launched their own uh, uh, jetliner just uh, mm -hmm. like yesterday. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's so... Okay, the world's going to end, apparently. But there's also the context under which Trump has, uh, has gone on his first major uh, policy trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what threw me was this whole um, oh, we're going to talk about terrorism and Islam. It's like, oh, yeah. I can't wait for you to tell these countries what you think constitutes Islamic terrorism. Well, but the context also is that it's it's in the middle of other international <laughs> turmoil. Right. Mm -hmm. So we do have whatever Trump deems to be Islamic terrorism. But we also have the existence of mosques, perhaps. The, yeah, I guess the existence of mosques is what Trump decides to be terrorism. Yeah, yeah. But but at the same time, he's taking this international trip at the time that basically his entire campaign and people currently serving within his administration are people of interest and being investigated by a special prosecutor Wait, yep. over other in international scandals. So we need a judge to say he's a he's a flight risk. <laughs> no, he, no. What we need a judge to do is to say, "Oh, sorry, travel ban is absolutely legit, and we need to bar people entering the country right now <laughs> because they're a threat to national security." Until we figure out what the hell is going on, right? <laughs> oh, it just happens that yeah. you know the person serving in the office of president happens to be outside the country <laughs> at this time. <laughs> the, the timeline here is amazing. So apparently, Trump has Comey over for. Uh, for dinner Come and over. says, hey, come over, come over. over. Okay. <coughs> Comey over. Uh, and he's like, uh, hey, I'm fine. All right. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. And Comey denied him three times. 
<laughs> and then fires his ass, and everybody's like, "Hey, that's not a no, that no, 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 no." Um, and uh, then they get the special. They get Robert Mueller mm-hmm. in. As if you've been watching the news, apparently this man is eight hundred feet tall and shits justice. Right, because <laughs> that's how that's how the news and is describing this motherfucker eyes. right now. Yeah, Cyborg. he can see through everything. He's basically <laughs> Superman. Yeah, apparently he is. He's FBI man. I just, I just said highly lauded by Democrats and Republicans alike. But right. I like your version of this. Yeah, and then, and then now the scuttlebutt from the New York Times and the Washington Post, who have apparently they are apparently the journalistic WWE tag team match to give him a stole, to give Trump a stone cold stunner, <laughs> is because uh, that's the thing that happens when you're Trump. Um, is uh, <laughs> that not only is it, it is now a criminal investigation. And the target is somebody presently in the White House. So New York Times did pick this up, too, because yeah. initially it was just Washington Post, and that was the only outlet no, that was th- reporting these are it. stories combined by Washington Post yep. and New York Times. Ah, okay. Is that's, that's the scuttlebutt right now. And as it happens, they seem to be pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh... Well, Lindsey Graham <laughs> corroborated that. Yeah. Well, Lindsey Graham and John McCain have been in bed together uh, since no, the beginning no, of the... Up. Let's just Lindsey let that... Graham and John McCain have been bed together. Stop. <laughs> I would pay. I would pay to watch that. Five ninety nine a minute. Here we go. No, uh, uh, no. I, I, against Trump. I mean, from from day one, from until campaign onset. Until they weren't. Well, no, Lindsey Graham has been has been very vocal about all of this bullshit that that Trump's been, you know, going through and 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 putting forth and everything. And and they've come out with a lot of joint statements, basically decrying mm-hmm. him. Right, but. After he got the nod, and from that, from where he got the actual nod to about I don't know three weeks ago, they were kind of playing along. Okay, they were waiting for some destabilization. Now the destabilization is in, and they're talking their mind again. And you, everybody knows that when John McCain talks his mind, hilarity results. Yeah. You want hilarity? We're talking about uh, Trump over in Saudi Arabia. He gives a little curtsy if you notice that. Do you see it? Yeah. You got to watch this. Let's see. He's 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 bowing <sighs> or curtsying. Huh. He gives a little. Yeah, he's a little like do 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 do. Yeah, I, I wonder if he like you know pulled his sides out. Well, a little he bit was and... he was he was having a medal placed around his oh, neck. Oh, okay. He was, but right after the medal was on, he's like just a little bump. Whatever. I don't know. It's kind of right, cute. So you know what? I I just want to <laughs> see Trump's hair sort of evolve into a kafia. <laughs> I want to see his hair run away. No, no, it's it's like it's all alive. he needs I is a band, this. and he he has a complete kafia there. You yeah. know that we're talking about the the the, <laughs> the fabric that covers. Um, I have one. Uh, uh, okay, so yeah. yeah, and then and then you have a band that comes uh-huh. around it, and sometimes it's patterned like with red checks or with or black. you know black yep. and white checks. Sometimes it's just white. I feel like the, I'm the last person who should be uh, insulting somebody's hair. Well, you already wear a kafia basically with your hair. <laughs> Okay, let's uh, go ahead and continue on about Trump. Uh, oh he spoke at the U.S. Coast Guard Academy graduation and had the following gem to say. Never, ever, ever give up. Things will work out just fine. Look at the way I've been treated lately, especially by the media. No politician in history, and I say this with great surety, has been treated worse or more unfairly. You can't let them get you down. 
You can't let the critics and the naysayers get in the way of your dreams. <laughs> yeah. Describe your dreams. Becky just died. Mr. Trump. I have taken up residence on the floor as a dead person. <laughs> uh, he's forgotten how he treated Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. He yeah. has treated two politicians more unfairly than anybody has treated him. I don't even care about that. He could have said that at a different time and have it be standalone ridiculous. But at the same time, he's he's saying this at a commencement address for graduates. It's supposed to be all about them. And then he says, look at me, yeah. how mean everybody is to me. You know, it's the, 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 non, the unpolitic thing about this is the fact that he makes a direct reference to it. Where if he just alluded to it and basically said, don't let the bastards keep you down. Mm-hmm. Just keep fight. Just keep plugging away. It's a, an oblique reference. I mean, this you know, I, I get it. It's intelligent, so it won't, he won't do it. But uh, it's an oblique reference to what he's going through, and it's words of encouragement to these graduates. Right. But instead, he uses it as a press conference to say, "Yeah, this press shit is fucked." Right. And and people treat me like shit, and I want to go hide in my room. He whines at every commencement speech that he goes to, and then he does weird things there, and it it just kind of feels weird. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. odd. I, I don't know. My favorite response to it was, um, so he's also said that this was a this was a witch hunt, so he's been treated unfairly, and everything is is the, you know, a great witch hunt after him. And there was a representative from Salem, Massachusetts, that was like, <clears throat> as a representative from Salem, Massachusetts, I can verify that this is not the single greatest witch hunt in American oh, history. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so apparently we can re- we can rank how how uh, badly politicians are treated, and let's just take Donald Trump at his word and make him number one. Okay. Uh, do we want to stay America or do we want to begin get international? Because uh, like if if uh, like for the number two spot, maybe Abraham Lincoln. Or JFK, uh, I don't Nelson, know. Nelson, yeah, but if we went international, Nelson Mandela, because yeah. you know, yeah. obviously. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, getting mm-hmm. yelled at by uh, Anderson Cooper is is just way worse than being in prison for twenty years or something like that. It's abominable the yeah. way that Trump, Trump has been treated. Yeah. Fucking it's special just... snowflake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's also, just ridiculous. I also remark that. Um, <clears throat> that the graduates only start yelling and and hollering when they said you can achieve your dreams. But before that, no one was yelling and agreeing with him that he's been treated the poorest of any politician in history. I don't know if that's a, a, a that's an editorial comment so much as just a lack of, of understanding. It was <laughs> what the fuck is he talking well, if, about? If you, you watch, <laughs> if you watch the broader part, they yeah they do cheering quite a bit, and he's starting yeah, to hint at this is what he's trying to talk about. And there, you still get cheering, and it starts getting quieter. Yeah. You can tell he has supporters there. Oh, but yeah. But this is the sure, fucking U.S. Sure. Coast Guard Academy. Of course he has, has supporters there. <laughs> Generally, when you have a Republican president, then the um, funding for military goes mm-hmm. up. And so if you're serving in the military, you can feel you know assured that you'll have... You're ass taken care of, mostly, the, kind of. Is unless the Coast Guard you, really military? Though? Yeah. No, well, I mean, there's, there's some- I'm, I'm fucking oh, with you. Okay. I was, I was not sure if I was just going to straight up call you on that or just try to, I don't know. Yeah. Um, They're the, the least I, military I part of the military how, is still military. Yeah, actually. 
that's not like an imperial army or something like that? Is that, is that what we're yeah. saying? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah, you have you have deployments, you have training, you have mm-hmm. you know yeah. terms of service, and and it's it's legit military. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. But a lot yeah, of it, yeah. but it, it's Coast Guard. They're they're actually defending. Oh. The water, you know, the international borders of the United States. They see States. more combat kind of than their anybody job, else. And they do a lot of rescue stuff. Yeah. And yeah, so, uh-huh. I, you know, I traditionally, yeah, there are cuts to the military uh, when a Democrat is president, but they generally leave the Coast Guard out of it mm-hmm. because the Coast Guard actually does stuff that yeah. Yeah. that um, we don't let the other services do because we need them for power projection and stuff like Which that. Which we do with, Not to we say do that with that, the Coast Guard as well. Well, we do that now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, when we were in, in Cancun yeah. on our honeymoon, we were at one of the ports, and there was the U.S. Coast Guard. Yeah. Protecting Mexico's ports. Oh, yeah. looking for drugs. This is great. When you see U.S. Coast Guard oh, walking around a port in Playa del Carmen with a dog, you know they're looking for drugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they just want to, you know, hang out with... The hot girls. Spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go play Frisbee. Cool. <laughs> we're on leave. It's cool. Uh... So I, I still want to bring up uh, the other commencement speech that Trump just had over at uh, we Liberty. We talked about that last uh, week. I know. It's still just weird. It's weighing talking on about... him, though. It is. <laughs> so he's now Mr. President, Dr. Donald Trump America? Is that that's what much. he is now? Yeah. I mean, like, he gave, like, a... a... That's my name, too. Whenever <laughs> we go out, the people want to shout, fuck you! <laughs> Trump gave like a, a two minute commencement speech that took 15 minutes. And, you know, at one point he's just reading off the football games that they're going to play against uh, other universities like Old Miss and Army. And like, oh, I wonder who I'll root for on that team. Yeah, uh, that game. Which like, he really? should be rooting for Army. And then he's just having a conversation with Jerry Falwell for a while, too, uh, you know, who is off mic. Oh. And just like bantering. Conversation with just, Junior hmm. and also with Senior, who is dead. Well, he, no, depends no. on how Christian is he is. Is this that better day. or worse than having a conversation with a chair <laughs> on stage at a national political convention? <laughs> oh, no. Because I, I, I've kind of been holding up the. It was Clint Eastwood, yeah, right? That, was. that had the conversation with the chair. Yeah. So I've been holding up Clint Eastwood's talk with the chair as sort of the definition of of stunt gone doddering dementia mm-hmm. kind of so you're using avenue? it as sort of a metric unit yes so <laughs> one so like a ridiculous conversation that doesn't go anywhere but does it is just like is one eastwood yes it's one okay. one eastwood chair unit yes. <laughs> okay um as opposed to square unit uh so so i think the liberty university is like Three Eastwood chairs. Let's just go Eastwood. Eastwood. Okay, like yeah. so Liberty. You, you want a single word for metric yeah. units? There's Car- a card line. Eastwood. Yeah. 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 So, so we got the Liberty University address is probably three Eastwoods. Mm-hmm. The uh, Coast Guard address is kind of. I think it's equal in absurdity to one Eastwood yeah, because I'd there say was there 1. was point three Eastwoods. A one point three. Well, there was a cogent line of thought there. It was just inappropriate for the context, right? So he did have, you know, an introduction, some opinions and counter arguments and a conclusion. And he had a cogent don't let the bastards get you down. It was just poorly delivered. And it was it was inappropriate to make it about him. (laughs) But I I would give him two Eastwoods because he went full snowflake in it. Okay, I would give him three. You think that the Liberty University and the Coast Guard Academy address are equal in Eastwoods. Yes. 
They're both <laughs> they threes. They are in equal severity. Uh, because what Eastwood did was stupid, ridiculous, and crazy, but at least it was at the appropriate location. What Trump did Liberty was a- inappropriate mm. time and place for stupid and crazy things to say. So, I'll, you know, I'm going to say the Coast Guard commencement is .9 Eastwoods. Hmm. Really? You because think it's... it actually looked like a commencement address, and it achieved the aim of a commencement address, but it went slightly off the rails towards the end, where in a one standard Eastwood, you're not really, like, he's there to, like, pump people up because it's the convention, and then he starts that, and, whoop, and never comes back. I like okay. the sound effect. We need a... Okay, I gotta call somebody. We gotta because this. I, I think we're onto something with this Eastwood <laughs> metric. I really do. Like, there's a study in this. Okay, Jonathan <laughs> sent us a link on Melania on the Trump uh, trip to Saudi oh, Arabia, right, and the article shows a picture of the president and first lady getting off of the plane, coming down the red carpet, and she is wearing a black, looks like dress with. Long sleeves coming all the way down to the wrist, a high collar, and no headscarf. She's showing some leg there. Um, oh, wait, no, no, that's, that's the, the other guy's cape. Saudi's robe. But no, no headscarf. Uh, she so, is so dressed, Melania did definitely go to Saudi. She's dressed the way when I was in Jordan on the archaeological dig that it was recommended that women dress. You had a sexy belt? I didn't dress like that. <laughs> they were telling the women in the group. Advising that when going into town, dress about like that. Long sleeves. When I, I, I've, I've visited um, the mosques in, in Istanbul, in Turkey, and I've visited the um, holy sites in, in Israel. Um, and Jews and, um, and very observant Muslims often have same levels of modesty expectations for women. And we always had long sleeves and long skirts. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was up to us whether we wanted to, of our own volition, cover our hair or not. Um, but uh, but it wasn't it wasn't. Now this, of course, also was Israel and Turkey, which is different from some of the other places in the Middle East. And also, it was in the late nineties. Yeah. So twenty years ago, what would be acceptable or not? I will say though that I so I, I teach English language learners, and I have students from a number of different places all over the world, and I teach a, a many Muslim students, and I have um, uh, taught young women that have very very strident views on what is correct um, for a young Muslim woman to to do and to wear and how to present herself. And we've had classroom discussions and um, said, okay, well, in, in Yemen, uh, would it be appropriate for a woman to, to be jailed or killed because they did not cover their hair? And sh- her opinion is yes. Yes, it is. Wow. If they are Muslim. And I said, well, if I went there, because you know that I'm not Muslim, if I went there and I did not cover my hair, and she said, no, because you're not Muslim. So it's not your rule. Um, so even, even amongst very strident individuals who have uh, strictures for their own culture and their own standards for behavior for, for women or for men or whatever. There's, there's to some degree, there's this room for people that aren't from your particular culture to not have to abide by that same rule. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering whether that's 
the auspices under which Michelle Obama was operating, under which Melania Trump is operating. You can show, you know, acknowledgement for the culture and circumstance that you're in by, you know, wearing wearing long sleeves, um, you know, past the elbows or long skirts and things like that. Um, but not to cover your hair um, because it's people recognize that you're not part of that culture. Well and good, but I mean, I think the 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 key context here is that we have a president who it's the hypocrisy mm-hmm. of it all. It is. It is. I mean, I I let's not belabor the point because for my own sanity, not to not to save anybody well, and else. But we, we uh, are are costing Jonathan. Uh, he's wondering why all his UTI colored rum is gone. That's disgusting. Oh, well, that's <laughs> he didn't buy a larger bottle. Yeah, and he sent a picture yeah, with that. Buy in bulk, dude. Showing <laughs> through <laughs> the glass, the browser window with the video playing with you guys on it. Artie, very nice. Yeah. This very is this is very meta, meta at this yeah. time. At this point, yeah. <laughs> dude, put a link in chat. I want to see this. This is good. Uh, it's on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's on Twitter. Well, so Sam can't access it because he doesn't and he, he did tweet you too. <laughs> yeah. At Atheist Nomads, at Asking Atheist WA. Okay. All right. I can do this. Tell him with a little peridium he can make some more. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And we have one final Trump story, and then hopefully we will be done with Trump. We need the Trump medal theme. Uh, Actually, okay. After that, then we need to talk about Trump a little bit more still, but we'll get there. Anyway, Trump's first education budget, which if passed, will go into effect in October will cut $10.6 billion from federal education programs, Ooh. including college work-study programs, public service loan forgiveness, and mental health services at public schools. F that. It will also increase about $1.4 billion to promote charter schools and voucher programs. Banging head against the wall. Oh, my God. So... This is the face I make when... <laughs> you just took a picture of me. <laughs> That's the face I make when I hear of these things. And actually, I was sitting in, in Spanish class on Friday with the, with kids, and I was you know going through grading things, and something popped up on the other tab of you know Google News, and I just remarked, huh, the new budget came out for, for, for education. And... A, a little girl said, you know, oh, well, what, what is it? And I said, okay, well, they want to make cuts to this, 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 and this, as you just mm-hmm. listed off. And and one thing that actually buoyed me a little bit and took me out of that anger was she said, well, what source is reporting that, Ms. Friedman? And I was like, okay, you just, oh, you just calm me down it. a little bit because she did. And then she said, uh, I said, well, it seems to be Washington Post and it is directly from the budget that was released to the White House. And she said, oh, because (laughs) she really wanted it to be false. She wanted it not to be true. She wanted the president that that she I I'm guessing is actually supportive of um, to to not be promoting these things and to not be putting forth these things. This is a a young lady who um, is of Russian heritage and we have a lot of young people in our school that are of Russian heritage that are very pro-Trump. I wonder why. (laughs) Um, And then and then seeing the look on her face of of this is this is uh, in conflict with what I'm thinking because I support this President Trump of my new adopted 
home country. Um, yet he seems to be doing things that are going to screw me over with my education. <laughs> and it's just even for those that are supportive of Trump, there's there's conflict. There's this there's this internal and more and more that is uh, happening unrest. and they don't know how to how to handle it. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and we have a, a lively chat going on on YouTube with the the stream. What? Really? Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, there it goes. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think I'm doing over here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, do we get to burn them at the stake now? Um, I think that goes back to uh, the witches, Salem, Massachusetts. Yeah. 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 Uh, Revan asked or said that the right wing went nuts when Obama was. Uh, deemed to have bowed to the king of Saudi Arabia, but I guess this is okay. Uh, it's the the little curtsy is okay because not a deep bow. This is the nature of, of also because Trump isn't black and uh, and Trump is a pretty pretty princess. Yeah, this is the nature of modern partisanship. We can eat, you know, you can we can make we can play the race card. We can do all that stuff. But the fact of the matter is, let's look at the Democrats and how they they treated uh, Comey, where when he. Oops. You know, at the very end of the election cycle, where he's like, I'm reopening the email Hillary's, investigation, yeah. yep. and suddenly he was worse than Hitler. And now, uh, less than six months later, he is a god among men for actually investigating uh, actually investigating Trump and his connections yeah. to Russia and getting fired for it. And so, my 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 position on this now that I'm looking at it, and a lot of people are saying, well, you know, I still hate him because of the election, but it's good, but this is exactly the phase. This if somebody didn't get a give a fuck about politics and just wanted to do his job, this is kind of precisely what it would look like. Well, uh I've read articles that that uh talk about what uh, Comey's history on, on on all of this and that he was actually they were investigating uh, Trump's uh, Russian connections back then too right but uh, they were trying to keep him private because they were you know their people in certain places didn't want to get hurt whatever like that well that and they weren't and, as and I mean they they felt it was as solid of, of a thing as Hillary's email server which... that's not entirely true because mm. the existence of hillary's server was a known thing the connections to trump weren't quite as known but to an he could have just as easily announced that they were investigating trump's campaign and yeah. hillary's and emails he chose not have. to uh announce that they were reopening anything regarding mm -hmm. trump yeah. yeah i'm not yeah. saying i'm not saying that he didn't make a mistake and i'm not saying uh, this guy was gonna get fired either way that was coming oh yeah um uh, but, you know, the fact that he was continuing to look into it and then announcing it, like I said, this looks like somebody who really doesn't give a shit about politics, not saying he's good at his job, but it looks yeah. this way. That's how it's looking to me now. He didn't know how to play the game. Well, I think he was trying not to play the game. And under the Obama administration, Obama, he's now on the record of saying he stayed the hell away from Comey because he recognized Comey's independence. And Comey liked it yeah. that way. And now... Uh, and then the election cycle, suddenly he's front and center because he was already investigating stuff about Clinton, uh, and then he started investigating stuff about Trump, and now he's in the middle of this political game. Uh, that's he, a little bit beyond. But he put himself in there, too. He's the head he, of the FBI. He, But he did this to was, himself. Was the head. No, well, I mean, in the context of this, con con uh, this conversation, tip, uh, I'm not used to being... 
I'm not being used to the, being this visual. Yeah, uh, but but he he did this to himself, really. No, he totally did. So it's yeah. it's his own damn fault because after he he announced Hillary's server the, the first time, he should have fucking dropped it. Yeah, and never spoken about it again unless there was actual charges or whatever, actual something to 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 really bring up. There, there was a there there though. I mean, but it was an honest mistake, and he was willing to put it that way, which is why he he closed it pretty much immediately after the election. Can I talk about education for a minute? Because it was education yes, budget. Yes, totally. Please do. talk about education. Charter schools, charter schools, and vouchers and things like that. Uh, uh, we're looking at the encroachment of religious organizations getting public school funds. Mm-hmm. Really, that's what we're looking at. Oh. You're upsetting so for, Rocco. You're upsetting, Rocco disagree. Me. You're upsetting the dog. <laughs> for me, it's... It's not my fault the education budget is fucking stupid. Stop. Stop. So cute Stop. when he barks. Rocco, Sorry. be quiet, Rocco. No, I I have a very, very strong opinions on this for a very different reason. Um, I went to private schools from third grade all the way through a year of grad school. And they were shit. Yes, the quality of education was good when they actually followed the state curriculum when they didn't like skipping over evolution or in middle school teaching creationist counter evolution uh, apologetics uh but what they lacked was sufficient staff to actually take care of students uh i was a victim of bullying almost the entire time and the staff at the school had no idea how to handle it most of them were fresh out of college and just waiting to get a better job somewhere else. Yeah, you'll get that with public schools as well. But it, well, they don't even have any requirement to address things like that. When you're in an yeah. independent school, when you're in a private school, there's no requirement to accommodate students with learning disabilities or with physical disabilities or with health issues. Or there's no requirement to intervene in bullying. It's all up to mm-hmm. whatever goes on. And, and you have private schools that are allowed to say, well, maybe this just isn't the best fit for you and you should go somewhere else and make it, you know, uh, untenable for you to right, stay there. they get there. to pick and choose um, their clientele, uh-huh. so to speak, which is bad for everybody. And if if I had been in a larger school... I probably would have gotten some bullying, but it wouldn't have been as bad because I would have been looking at a pool of, say, 300 students in my grade, not 10. So the odds of finding people I could have been friends with would have been a lot better. And the odds of not being the victim, the one and only victim, would have been a lot lower. And they would have had a counselor on staff the teachers would have been counseled to look for evidence of depression. And I was showing all the characteristic signs in sixth grade of being the next Columbine. Um, school counselors, school nurses, security officers, even the frickin' lunch lady. I mean, they've got to pay for this stuff. And, well, the charter schools just don't do it. They don't need to. Well, and and I will say, I mean, I work in a comprehensive public school, and those are all resources that we sorely want and need on top of everything that we're required to do. And every time, and I'm not saying that we have a school nurse and we have a wraparound student services support network that effectively supports all students. But the fact is that as soon as you start talking about vouchers and charter schools, you're taking away what little money we do have to have those kinds of things to be able to enact them in a public school setting. And 
Of course, you're going to say, "Oh, look, charters and and uh, private schools do better." The you know more money you take away from from public schools for their ability to be able to do anything effectively, and then you're left with your self fulfilling prophecy that the only way to ensure quality education is to uh, is is to have innovation that isn't under the strictures of too much regulation. Well, baloney! If that bullshit, I, I'm I'm yes. on your show. Yeah. Bullshit! Yes, <laughs> and no. No, that's bullshit, because if you actually gave adequate funding to do that, you wouldn't have to say we need innovation that isn't, you know, under the strictures of regulation. The regulation's there for a reason, and it's to help students and to yeah. help be uh, efficacious in, in educating Because we've everyone. been through this already at some point where people didn't, suffered in some way, so where the regulations were put in place as a, as a way to prevent that from happening again Mm -hmm. and here we're like it's it's like the vaccine thing where we've had a generation grow up thinking that that's how it's always been and that we don't need it anymore Mm -hmm. and that's just not the case right well and and one way of of looking at it is with oh shit i have completely blanked on what i was gonna say (laughs) uh it had to do with there's only one way of looking i made a really great it had to do with private schools um but one of the, the, the problems with them is, oh, uh, they do get better test scores, which makes them look better. Some and of them do. A, a, lot of, a lot of them do because they are able to pick and choose their students. If you only take yes. the best students, if you take the ton, top 10% of students, you're going to have the top 10% of test scores. That's, which is that's what pure selection you're bias. For. If you if you send your kid to private right. and, school, you want your kid to be in that top ten percent. Right. And even with the private schools that will take every student that comes to them, you still have they're only taking the students whose parents are willing to spend the money on that kid. And you're not gonna spend all that much money on a kid that's kind of slow. Right. <laughs> well, you <laughs> may, because you may have parents that have the means to do that. But you oh. also may have um, you know, uh, students who do not uh, come in with, um, you know, adequate preparation, and whose parents don't have the means to use a five thousand dollar voucher for a twelve thousand dollar a year education and m- drive them two towns away. That voucher then doesn't allow them to do anything. And uh, you know, you have a child with um, high functioning autism who is uh, who could perform and test very highly. Um, who is not accepted by any of those private schools. Um, you, there's all sorts of things that, you know, it's not just about, oh, I my child is not one of those high achievers, so I don't want to spend the money on, this ch- on those children. You know, parents will advocate, you know, up and down, uh, you know, for, for their kid um, to the best of their mm-hmm. ability. And when we have huge income inequality, you just have a lot of families in the U.S. without the means by which yeah. to support sending your children to a private school, even with something like a voucher. Yeah, the help. income inequality is like the biggest factor in. It's, it's I mean, like the schools here are all based on property taxes, so the richer right. the neighborhoods, the better mm-hmm. the schools are going to be. Washington is no different. Interestingly enough, actually, uh, many advocates in in Washington right now would prefer a system of funding schools much more similar to Idaho because right huh. now we don't have we don't have the capacity to to do that because it's all local levies and Idaho with uh with its income tax structure actually does have a more equitable way of funding public for, schools than Washington for some state districts. does 
not all of Idaho is actually under the Idaho Department of Education. Boise is an independent school district that is truly independent and responsible to no one. Well, the way that the budget is is done in in Idaho is something mm. that is deemed to be more equitable oh. than the way Washington State is currently mm-hmm. done. Because we don't have a budget right now based on education, we can't we can't uh, adequately figure out what our state budget is going to be when all of these uh, federal cuts are coming down the line. And that goes down to the very local level where right now we probably won't have a contract for my district um, until August and possibly even September. We may begin work in September not knowing what our actual contract and payment is. Isn't that what causes strikes? (laughs) You'd think. But in the meantime, you have folks uh, making Well, with McCleary, we're we're kind of approaching the concept of a statewide strike. We are. We are because the state budget has to... has to comply with a state Supreme Court mandate saying you need to amply fund education. That's the whole reason our state was incorporated into the union as a state and no longer a territory. Mm -hmm. Can I um, can I invite the entire world into a continuing argument that I've been having with with uh, Becky? Can I get can I bring you in? Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get intensely personal here. Actually, it's not that personal. Um, I have been trying to convince Becky that an education-focused podcast is something that she might want to consider doing at some point mm. in the future. Because um, she's got, I don't know, Becky started hosting Ask an Atheist this year, and she's doing a great yeah. job. Yeah, and I, don't mean, job. I don't mean great job in the way that Trump means great job. <laughs> great job. But, um, great job. Um, the best. Yeah. No, she's doing a fantastic job. Tremendous. Uh, tremendous job I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> And yes, more um, let him talk. I, people. I don't want her not to be. I don't want her not to be on Ask an Atheist. But I think uh, maybe a monthly or bi-monthly or something podcast about education, specifically in Washington State, maybe not, uh, would be something Becky could yeah. do. So uh, those of you who are fans of Becky, and there are more of you than. Uh, uh, than yes, I know. Hands. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe put that out. Oh, heck, we were, we've talked about yeah. doing a, a parenting podcast and don't, don't put too much on your plate. Don't do it. <laughs> but yeah, we've, that's why I'm, we've talked about doing yeah. a parenting podcast. And one of the things that's definitely come in my mind is Becky would need to be an integral part of that. I'm not a parent. The education and a parent party. asked me whether I have kids, and I said, yes, I have 180 of them, but only oh, no. until 2 p.m. The, and only 180 days part, a year. And then we go to the and The concept I had would be there would be parents talking about parenting, and then there would be parents asking experts questions. Experts like educators Ooh, and uh, pediatricians and counselors and uh, actual experts. I, I just... You mean like using information to inform your actions regarding another human and being? And it would be <gasps> novel. It, it, it's a novel concept. The novel thing about it as a podcast is it would be one where the hosts are not trying to be the experts that can ask questions. The hosts are the ignorant people who are asking questions of the experts. That is, in the early days of Ask an Atheist, actually, uh, I may have talked about this, but originally, the show that Ask an Atheist now has evolved from what uh, Mike and and Casey and Jeremy were doing with Ask an Atheist on TV into a podcast project I conceived of in 2006 called Part of the Problem, which is specifically that, which was I was going on saying, I'm not an expert on, on anything, so I'm going to interview people and I'm going to treat 
the listeners like experts mm-hmm. and say, hey, guys, how do I deal with this? Where's the research there? That, I actually think, has better outcomes for podcast production. Uh, I think it's more engaging to the audience and it's more entertaining than uh, the more standard method, which is I know everything about this subject and so I'm going to inform you. Then let's let's deliver something didactically. Yeah, right. And, if you know what that word means. And yes. one benefit of it also is I you're, don't. <laughs> you're going to get better listener engagement because they're going to be asking you questions to ask your experts. Right. So I, I love the idea of Becky and having a podcast. Becky, you're awesome and I want her to be on the show more, definitely. But at the same time as She's As a partner of somebody who is really into podcasting, sometimes I just want to say enough's enough. Can we go for a walk in the park? <laughs> Can we? Fuck parks. I don't care about parks. I, I want to. There's more to life than a po- than podcasting. There's blogging. There's video. There's... They're in Washington where it's <laughs> raining most of the year. Yeah. Uh, I, I just have to say that I just got an email to my personal account from somebody says he's in Nigeria asking for me to send him a uh, a large King James version hmm. of the Bible. Wait, really? It is too expensive here and I cannot afford it. Please help me. Yeah. Uh, wow. That's, that's bizarre. a terrible, terrible scam. May God bless you and your family. Hope to hear from you soon. Blessings are- in Jesus name. Really, the wrong person? Because there's many, many hey, people that would gladly I mean, send a came forward King James. It to, forward it to, to John Jacob Klingenschmidt. <laughs> so, how much money is he asking you to send him for him to be able to send this to you? He is not asking. He has a Amazon link to one that he wants. So, I'm guessing it would just get mailed directly. I'm to still him. thinking this is some oh, new scam. twist on the the Nigerian prince scam yeah but it's yeah. an interesting twist but so, it's definitely a new twist i i can't afford a bible aren't bibles given and distributed for aren't free they everywhere from the skies sometimes but also if you want if you have a particular want for them like i remember one conversation i overheard at uh i would need for uh addition for pastors in my church making it five copies we huh. need organ conference camp meeting I was uh, working at a church in Oregon. Uh, it was when I was in college, and I was working in the youth tent. And I was in some room with all the pastors, hearing them talk. And there were two of them debating what's the best Bible to get to preach with. Because they both preferred the English Standard Version. But one of them really, really liked the Oxford Binding and was almost willing and probably going to get a, a King James just for that particular leather. Mm. Okay. Um, I was raised with King James, but apparently the Niv is what most people like. Yeah, Niv is, seems to be the modern standard. It's just weird that somebody yeah. would specifically yeah. ask for a King James. Yeah, it's Nigeria. I like the nineteen nine. I like the nineteen nineties teenagers oh. Bible. The teen extreme Bible. Yeah, the like the one from like ninety one or ninety two. The study Bible thing. No, the one that the Bible's rewritten in modern. Oh. In a modern dialect, isn't that the teen, modern, extreme? No, the teen extreme? Yeah, is... but a modern dialect from twenty years ago. So it has like cowboy. I am the Lord your God. Yeah, where the, where <laughs> Jesus walked on water and dude, and John said, "Awesome, <laughs> no. killer, and other things." Whatever. I you were a teenager then. <laughs> like cowabunga! I am the Lord your God. Yeah, that's good. 
oh no, Jonathan is sending us pure evil. I was wondering when we would get to that. I have keep, to bring this up. Keep Portland, Portland weird and and uh, kind of rapey. Yeah, I mean, th- <laughs> this is like hot news fresh off the Twitters from KUTV in Portland. Man wanted for throwing semen on unsuspecting women in Portland grocery store. Whoa, what the hell? Is it his Dear own God. semen? Is it human semen? Is it Krieger? Uh, it hasn't been tested <laughs> yet. if it was tree semen, then that's just like shaking flowers Becky, on Becky, I'm pretty sure it was I'm pretty sure semen. they wouldn't okay. have specified. Uh, that's a fairly inside joke. Uh, I'm going to assume it's going to take a while to collect that I'm, much from humans, so I'm maybe it's wool or... Deployment method is my question. <laughs> so how does he do it? Does he... It's like a little is he, a, a is he, se- is seam he, in a pult. Is he flicking his wrist? A like super soaker? That. Does he have vials? Uh, yeah. A super soaker, perhaps? You know, I mean... Uh... <laughs> nobody's nobody's racking it like that. Come on. <laughs> I'm sure if you're, you're loading it with semen, you're racking like that at some point. I don't know what I would do. I'd, I'd be disgusted, but then I would probably laugh and kick the guy in the balls. And... Just like what I, the might hell Might as well stop the production facility. Call the cops on that one. That's some bodily fluid That's stuff. True. That's got that, that that shit's got to end. You can call it's, the cops yeah. after you kick him oh. in the balls. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. And then he stop will experience production what, immediately. Yeah, yeah. He will experience that color of urine without the use of That one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Have fun with your highlighters. Yeah. Man. Call back. <laughs> this is the uh, I'm, I'm reading through the YouTube comments again that chat is awesome especially the two Jonathans I can have to get in on this Tendale and Areola and then oh man and Katie maybe a little later we Johns. maybe a little later we can talk about uh, what I want to do for my next show okay uh, what, what? So, um, we yeah, are actually later. out later. of time for the first half um, oh, so I'm gonna go ahead and play the outro somebody keeps driving by in like a freaking 1930s car and it's driving me crazy Um, so I'm going to play the outro stop recording for the podcast we'll keep the live stream going and if anybody needs to take a break um, you've got five minutes cool alright I'm going to cut it I'll cut it after you play thank you for listening to another episode of Atheist Nomads you can find show notes and contact information at atheistnomads.com Follow us on Twitter at Atheist Nomads and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Atheist Nomads. Please subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or your podcatcher of choice. And while you're there, feel free to leave us a review. Theme music is courtesy of Sturdy Fred. Until next time, this has been the Atheist Nomads.